Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet and I'm joined again by Greg Brown for another Belarusian edition of the podcast. How's things, Greg? Good evening, I'm very well, thank you. I'm good. You okay? Good. Yeah, good. Still surviving the lockdown at the moment. How's things with you? Week five, I think. Is it? I'm lost I think count. it is anyway. <laughs> I rely on I rely on my mum and dad to tell me how long it's been because they're they're counting by the, the day <laughs> or the week. <laughs> it's getting pretty tough, uh, but we plough on, um, and hopefully everybody out there listening to the podcast is is keeping safe and keeping well as well. Yeah, definitely. I think um, weather wise, it's been fantastic over the last four or five days, especially here in sunny uh, Scotland for once. It's been really good. So. Yeah. I think people have managed to spend time out in the garden and stuff like that, so it's, it's been good. Yeah, it's made things a wee bit easier if people can get out and get a bit of fresh air. It'd be horrendous if it was middle of winter and we were, oh. we were stuck in this lockdown. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the weather. Um, last week we recorded the first podcast of the lockdown and it was all really down to the fact that the Belarusian League is still in play or it's in play. Um, and we've re- now reached week five of the Belarusian League following our tips from last weekend, which actually did pretty well. Yeah, it was a decent enough start, actually. I actually really enjoyed doing last week's podcast. It gave us that chance just to look at the league in a bit more detail and understand from a betting angle um, the kind of do's and don'ts um, early on. Obviously, it was only four weeks worth of data we had to work with. But as we approach match day six this weekend, um, we've got, I think, two matches tomorrow, three on Saturday and three on Sunday. Um, I think using that early insight, stats and data, it's given us something to work with. Yeah, I've seen you coming in for a wee bit of criticism um, on Twitter. People having a go whether it was too small a sample to be having bets on. Yeah, so I think I explicitly said last weekend the the real stat was out there, we having kittens. Um, but I did say explicitly on the podcast last week and on Twitter at various points that I'm very well aware that four weeks worth of data in the grand scheme of things is a really small sample size. But at the end of the day, it's all we've got to work with and it's there to be used as a guide and so far as a guide, so far it's worked out okay. Yeah, and I mean, we did talk about certain leagues having certain shapes, and we've, we spoke over the weekend about, you know, we wouldn't normally have, be having a bet on Belarus, and there's no point in getting anyone on that we normally would over the course of a, a normal weekend. It would be far, far down the list. But it does give you, it's a different challenge. It gives you an opportunity to look at a league that you maybe wouldn't normally look at, and, you know, most professional punters would tell you to find a niche, find something that you can get your teeth into and maybe find an edge on the bookies. Now, again, we're not advocating to be any kind of experts, especially <laughs> after four games of data, but you know, there's, there's certainly a, a look to this league. There's not many goals. It seems high on cards, particularly, and you've even kind of made some sense at some of the corner counts as well in some of the games. Yeah, I think, as I said before, I've, I've really enjoyed looking at it, and I've seen that as a kind of challenge to say, right, can, can I try and find an edge here? Kind of try and find some value and kind of try and find a couple of markets that all kind of work in punters' favours. And I think, as you say, as a league to bet on for goals and kind of win, draw, win markets, it's it's just horrendous. It's horrific. I think at the 40 matches so far, 29 of them have gone under 2.5 goals. So match day six and 72% of the matches have seen less than three goals which even at the same point in the season is extremely high to have mm. such a high percentage of games 
under 2.5. I think I read somewhere last season that on in Belarus, sorry, that they were around about 46% under 2.5. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, it may, may very well tail off to that as yeah. the season kind of carries on. But at this early point, there isn't many goals. No, and that's, again, we've not got a huge amount of data to go on, but the information that's available at the moment is fairly solid in terms of what direction the league's heading in at the moment um, in terms of the stats. Yeah, and I think last weekend, I think two of the heavily back favourites got done over at home. I think yeah. um, Shakhtar got beat 2-1 from Slusk, and I think they were 4-11 to, to win that match. Mm. And Bat Borisov were held to a 0-0 draw. Again, yeah. heavy, heavy favourites, I think 1-3. to three. Yeah, so again, another, I suppose, assumption we can make so far is that no one's really, you know, running away with the league at the moment. It's all very tight, um, as you'd expect after a short um, number of games. But there's no... Even after f- five games, you still expect to see a couple of teams breaking away and a couple of teams struggling. Yeah, at the moment, in a 16-team league, there's three points separating 10 teams, mm-hmm. which... For me, I think I still find that really, really tight. Even though, yeah. even although it's only after five games, there's really not much between the sides. And I think twelve of the sixteen teams have won at least two games. Yeah. So there's so, no there's no standout poor team at the moment. So if nothing else, the stats are telling us that you know the win draw win market is really difficult. There's been a few upsets. There's been a few short price teams getting beat, and also that games are more likely to go under than go over. I mean that's fairly easy inferences that we can make from the, the stats so far. Yeah, definitely. Just um, anyone on for a Hollywood over 2.5 goals <laughs> eightfold in all eight matches. I went to the liberty of having a look to see what that was placed up at. Uh-huh. Any guesses? <laughs> 40 to 1. Um, I'll, so most of the matches are 6 to 4 or higher for over 2.5 goals. Right, okay. So if you put so a pound that... on all eight over 2.5 it pays over 1200 to 1. What? Yep. However, if you put a pound on all eight going under 2.5, it only pays 30 to 1. Wow. So, so I, was, I was way out. <laughs> way out. That was, that's for three games. <laughs> so the bookies are obviously quite, quite clear up to the fact that yeah. they're not expecting many goals. And again, if you, it's a bit like French League 2. If you really look hard enough, you could probably try and find the odd game that might deliver you to an Asian handicap or the Asian goal line. But I think at the moment, I'm quite happy to steer away from, from goals and win-draw-win markets and just focus on essentially probably three key markets for me. Team cards, team corners and matchups. So which team will get most cards and which team will get mo- most corners. Yeah. So last week you did okay considering such a small sample of data. Yeah, I think, or, I think we were one out of three on Friday. Uh, four out of five on sorry one out of f- one out of three on Thursday, four out of five on Friday, and we're two out of four on Saturday. So I think it was twelve selections and eight of them landed, but a couple of those being odds against. So all in all, it was actually an okay start to, to the to the test, I guess. Yeah, not bad. And of course, we always kind of advise keep the stakes small. It really is just a bit of a fun bet, not a fun bet, but you know. Um, Nothing to go into heavy at the moment based on the limited number of games so far. Yeah, and I've not napped anything yet so far either. So, like you say, I think the selections I've put up are all for, for, for small stakes until we get a bit of grasp of the league. 
Okay, so we've got eight matches this weekend again, uh, as usual, they're kind of spread over a period of three days, all kicking off at different times, and the first one we want to look at is on Friday at 4pm. Yeah, it works out quite well, actually, it's, just, it's by pure chance the, the three games that I've identified are across the three days. So it kicks off tomorrow at 4pm. Now, I've been frantically on the Google Translate tonight, <laughs> trying to get my pronunciation right, so I haven't had that call yet from the Belarusian Embassy, so... Hopefully it stays that way. So tomorrow at four o'clock, we've got Smolovishi at home to Dynamo Minsk. Now, <laughs> if you look at the card stats for Smolovishi, then quite they're quite incredible. They've had 22 yellow cards in their opening five games. So, so, so as, as a team themselves, they're pro, they're averaging 4.4 team cards per game, which is the highest in the league, and would probably be the highest in any league. In any country <laughs> after, yeah, after, good, after, after five rounds. Yep. Any guesses as to how many players have been booked in the squad? I'll hazard a guess that every one of their starting 11 would have been booked. <laughs> Not far off, they've had 15 players booked this season. Jeez. Um, five or more have had two or more cards. So I, I don't know what the training philosophy is. Maybe it's like <laughs> the more you're there. The good old little you're there approach. But they've had yep. 15 players booked so far this season. OK, that's a good start. That's a good start. So in, in terms of the matches themselves, obviously because of their high card count for them themselves, their average per match is just below eight cards per game, which is exceptionally high. So it's now, a total number of cards per game. Yeah, just under eight cards per game they're averaging in total for them and the opposition. Yeah. And they're obviously averaging 4.4 team cards. Now, small of issue, they're second bottom of the league, but I think if you look a little bit deeper, and look at their matches. They have drawn three matches and lost two. So they're still without a win. But they've only lost two of their five games. They've had two one all draws, a nil no draw, and two narrow one no defeats. So they may be second bottom of the league. But I think it's very, very competitive. And they're at home to Dynamo Minsk tomorrow. Now, Dynamo Minsk are five to six. Now, for me, I think that's a little bit short. Dynamo Minsk's two wins this season so far have come at home. And they themselves are no strangers to cards. I think they're now they're also four of their last five games have seen both sides pick up two or more cards. And I think they're probably mid table around around the card count. Yeah. So so looking at the markets here, just trying to gauge obviously which way to go with this one. Now at the moment, I was really surprised by the price uh, small VC were to pick up three cards. Bearing in mind out of their five games so far, they've picked up five, four, two, five, and six. So four of those five games have seen at least four or more cards. Yeah. They're at home. They're playing a side who the bookies believe are favourites and expecting Mins to come here and win. But small of each year, four to five to get three or more cards. That feels like a big price. It, it feels really big, especially given the fact that at home they're very competitive. They haven't won a game yet. And they're playing against a side who also um, quite enjoy a few cards as well. Yeah, so I was really surprised to see this as big as four to five. As you say, it's a bet that would have landed in four out of five of their games so far. Yeah, exactly. And I think as well, I also looked at the um, the matchup in terms of who would get the most bookings here. Now, smaller VCR are eleven to ten to win the booking count, which I, I don't mind taking on that bet. But all it takes though is yeah. four minutes to go card to go card crazy and it could end up 5-6 to, <laughs> to yeah. Minsk on, on the corner count so I'm happy to take Smolovishi here 
uh, three plus cards at four to five, and that's with Skybet. Skybet. Okay, so that's the first game, and that is that's on Friday at four. Tomorrow at four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so next game is Dynamo Brest v Shakhtar Solgorsk. Hold on, I just called Thank him Shakhtar. You. Much easier. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's on Saturday at five. Yeah, five o'clock. Tea time kick off on Saturday. So. Dynamo Brest, as we spoke about last week, are last season's champions. Yep. Now, unfortunately, at the weekend past, they ended up getting two men sent off in the last 20 minutes. And that cost me them to get six or more corners. So we're sitting at five with 20 minutes to go and ended up losing a goal late on and lost two men. So I think to have nine men in the last kind of 15, 20 minutes has probably derailed that one. But other than that, though, Dynamo Brest are the corner kings of Belarusian football mm-hmm. after five weeks. And I say that because they've had 13.4 corners on average per game so far, which is exceptionally high and is much, much higher than the rest of the teams in the league. So looking through their corner count as a match over the last five weeks, they've seen 13, 14, 13, 16 and 11 corners last week. But as, as I say, that, that 11 probably would have been a lot a little bit higher hadn't he get hadn't he received uh, those two late sending offs. Mm-hmm. So they're currently averaging seven point four team corners per game, which is the highest in the league. And they've hit five or more corners now in all five games. Okay. So in terms of the corner count, really encouraging. What I do like though is this season so far they've had six to seven corners in their five matches. Thirty seven four. But they've also conceded thirty corners. They've got one of the highest corners against Kemp's in the league at just under six corners per game they're conceding. So that's irrelevant unless you look at who they're playing. So looking at Shakhtar, Shakhtar actually have the highest corner count in the league as a team. But that's kind of skewed a little bit given the fact that they got 15 corners at home to Smolavishi um, two weeks ago. Okay. But even without that though, they were still generating five or six corners per game. So just looking at this market here, I do like Brest in terms of corners. So they're four to nine to get five or more. And that should land obviously at four to nine. And it's worth me doubling up or something. And they're ten to eleven to get six or more. And I think they've been ten to eleven for six or more now the last couple of weeks. That seems to be the kind of standard market you you're getting on Dynamo Brest as the kind of leading corner team in that league. Mm-hmm. You may get a lot of other teams maybe at five plus at that price, but you're getting six plus um, for Brest. So in yeah, terms yeah. of the markets themselves, um, again, I think Shakhtar have seen one goal scored in their last four games. Um, anyone looking at the win-draw-win market, Brest have already, play, already played Shakhtar twice this season at home in cup competition. Right. They played them in the cup two weeks ago and they won 2-0. And they played them in the Super Cup back in March and they also won 2-0. Okay. So you're getting 11 to 10 on Dynamo Brest to win this match, which is quite interesting given Shakhtar got beat at home last weekend to Slusk. So it's a really difficult lead to, to kind of decipher out and work out. So I think for me, looking at looking at this match anyway, going to go with match corners. I think the Brest 10 to 11 to get six or more is appealing, but given the fact that Brest concede so many corners as well, I'm quite happy to take match corners in this game and you can get 10 or more at four to five with Skybet, and I probably expect both teams to contribute to that one. Yeah, and again, that's a bet that would have landed in all five of Brest games so far. 
It would have, yeah. yeah it's, it's maintained since the start of the season there, for them. And I, I do like the fact that Brest are conceding quite a lot of corners and obviously Shakhtar yeah. aren't shy one. Yeah, so you've got both, time, both teams both working, working for us here. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so that's 45 at Skybet when there have been 10 or more corners in Brest v Shakhtar and that is on Saturday at 5. Saturday at 5, yeah. Okay, the last game you want to have a look at is Torpedo v Ruch Brest. Right, before we speak about this one, right, Ruch Brest. Now, I've looked at six different outlets and they all have this spelt differently. It's really <laughs> annoying me. Some have it R-U-K, some have it R-U-H-K or R-U-K-H. Can someone let us know what, how, you, how you spell it, please? Right, well, never mind the spelling. What's your best guess <laughs> at pronouncing it? Well, I did check the um, Google Translator and the one I checked was Ruck. Ruck, right, OK. That's, that's changed Ruck. from last week. <laughs> Depends how you spell it, I, I suppose. I'll probably change next week again. <laughs> so can someone please let us know how to pronounce this, <laughs> and we'll try our best for next week. So this match is on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Uh, Torpedo were actually a joint top, and uh, for a really good start to the season. Um, but this match, though, has kind of stood out for me for one reason, and one reason only, is Rook Breast's corner, uh, card count, sorry. They are probably one of the worst sides in that league in terms of discipline behind Smolovici, which is saying something. (laughs) They have racked up 18 yellow cards and one red from their opening uh, five games. So as a team, they're racking up four team cards per game, which is really, really high. Now, Torpedo, they are the the fair play champions of Belarus. (laughs) They've only had 10 cards. They've only had 10 cards this season so far, which is two per game, which you'd probably expect in the yeah, UK, that's, that's a, quite, yeah, quite normal. Yeah, yeah. But in relation to this league, 10 cards is really low. Yeah. Um, Torpedo are at home. They're joint top. One thing you won't get in this match, though, is goals. I'll just read out to you, Brest, last four games, or the, the last five games, sorry. 1-0, 1-0, So it's been four goals scored in the last as five. Been a St. Johnson fan, as I know. I can think of many other clubs who could bring into this conversation, but I won't. <laughs> so, in terms of the card count for Torpedo, um, Brest are averaging twice as many cards as they are. Um, Torpedo are at home. They're five to six favourites. So, you've got to fancy Brest going there as underdogs with a really, really bad disciplinary record. So, looking at the card count for Brest, they have landed three, two, five, six and four in their five games. So they've hit three or more now in four of their five games. Mm-hmm. And they're playing a side who are averaging just two cards. And the icing on the cake is our glorious referee, Sergei Shistov. Now, he has... My favourite. Ref- your favourite referee. He's refereed three games so far this season. And he has not been shy on dishing out the cards. He's dished out 17 yellow cards and three red cards in his three matches. Nicknamed the postman. The postman, that's the one. So he's averaging just under seven cards per game. Wow. Now, again, how to try and find an edge in this one? Rook Brest, Rook Brest, sorry, are eight to 13 to get three or more cards, and they're 11 to eight to get four or more cards. So obviously, not going to take the uh, eight to 13 and three plus cards. Although that said, you could double that up though in the last bit on Dynamo Brest to get four or more, uh, yeah. five or more corners. Four to nine, yeah. But, yeah, double up with four to nine. But in terms of this one, I think 
breast here are going to win the card count. And I think we've got quite a lot to support that. One being best current disciplinary record, which is appalling. Secondly, Torpedo are at home and they're the favourites and their crime count so far has been very, very low. Mm-hmm. And we've got a referee who loves to district cards. So there's three key factors here. And again, this has been driven by the data and what I can see so far in the terms of the volume of cards that Brest are, are generating per game. And it's averaging out, obviously, at four team cards per game. And I think that'd be enough to see us to see them win the, win the card count here. And at pace four to five. And again, that's the sky bet. OK, so all three bets this weekend are with Skybet. Again, you had mentioned to me when we spoke earlier about uh, other bookies starting to price up. Well, not starting to, but have been pricing up these games as well. Yeah, to be fair, some really good places, actually. A really good market's been offered by Betfair. Um, William Hiller are doing markets now as well. I think Betvictor as well. But at the moment, they they're, seem to be a little bit slower in offering markets and cards and bookings and corners for the later games during the mm-hmm. week. So they're fine for tomorrow, and I think they're fine for Saturday, but they're not offering anything yet on the card and corner markets for Sunday. Okay. So it could be worthwhile having a shout, having a look maybe yeah. tomorrow night to see if they're offering uh, team cards or most card count on Sunday's match. Okay, there was a lot of dynamos and torpedoes and shaktars <laughs> in there. Can you just give us a wee recap on what the three bets oh, are wait, for the right, weekend? I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so starting off t- tomorrow, Friday in the 4pm kickoff, taking Smolavishi to have three or more cards at 4 to 5, and that's with Skybet. Moving on to Saturday at 5pm, we've got Dynamo Bress versus Shakhtar, and we're taking 10 or more match corners. And again, that's 4 to 5 with Skybet. And finally, on to Sunday, if I can find my bit of paper, <laughs> I've got it written down, we've got Torpedo versus Rock Breast, and that's a 2 o'clock kickoff. And we're taking Rock Breast to win the card count. And again, that's four to five. And I'll throw in the three plus cards for Rock Breast and Dynamo Breast to deliver five or more corners. And that will pay about six to four or five to four. And again, that's with Skybet. Okay. And it's also worth pointing out that these games have been streamed live on a number of bookie sites as well. I know Bet365 have got them, haven't they? Yeah, Bet365 have it. I think a few other platforms have it as well. And I think you said last weekend quite a few countries have bought the rights to the Belarusian League. Yeah, yeah. Although, based on the, the goal count, I'm not sure they're going to be the most exciting <laughs> of the games, but can certainly sit there and count your corners and count your cards as, yep. as they fly in. Okay, good stuff. Now, last week we finished off with a wee quiz question, which you managed to... You actually did quite well. You got three out of the six potential answers, and the question was for you to name the six Scottish players that scored the hat-trick in the Premier League. Now, I think you got... Who did you get off the top of your head? Duncan Ferguson, Gordon Strachan and... Kevin Gallagher? Kevin Gallagher, yes. Yes. So, just to let people know that the other three were Gary McAllister, Stephen Naismith and John Henry way back in 1992 for, <laughs> for Middlesbrough. So, uh, yeah, that was quite a, quite a difficult quiz question. I thought you did pretty well. So I've got another one for you this week. Oh, here we go. Which you can fire some potential answers <laughs> at me and then come back to me later in the week. Um, who is the only player to have played for Liverpool, Everton, Man United and Manchester City? I'm sure I read this and was asked this question in, a, in another quiz in the group chat. I can't remember it. Um, 
I'm not even a hazard a guess. I can't remember. Right, OK. We'll leave that out there. Leave that out there for the for the for, listeners. <laughs> for people to have a go at. And if you do know the answer, you can obviously let us know your thoughts on the Twitter thread, which is at Gambler Tips. So we will be back next week with another podcast, assuming the Belarus League continues in the meantime. Obviously, the best advice we can give you, never mind the tips, is to just stay safe. Uh, make sure you're washing your hands, you're avoiding touching your face, you're staying at home and keeping any trips um, to an absolute minimum uh, as best you can. Um, and as I said last week, we're now going to reach a really crucial stage of this pandemic. So, um, you know, it's important that we try and stick to the rules as best we can. I know it's really difficult for, for all of us, but this is now reaching a really crucial stage for us all to stay safe. Um, so in the meantime, please heed the advice that's given and wish you the best of luck with your uh, bets for the weekend if you're having a go at Belarus. Good stuff. Cheers. Cheers.